guys and welcome to Happy Single Mums, a podcast surrounding real single mummy life. So, here's your host, me, Khalifa. Hey guys, welcome to the Happy Single Moms podcast. I'm your host, Khalifa. Today we have a wonderful gentleman from Canada. His name is Samuel Godsey. He's a TED Talk speaker and he deals with intuitive branding. He's an author and his book is called Your Gut or is it Gut? Sorry. Just Gut. Just Gut. Yes. And he basically goes on about what it is, how to trust it and how to use it. And you've also got another book called Fail Fast, Succeed Faster. And I think that me being a single mom and dealing with single moms on a daily basis, sometimes something that I that I hear often that it echoes through a lot of single moms as they say that I wish I trusted my gut with this person before I started dating them. I wish I trusted my gut in regards to when my child said, mommy, I don't want to go to school today. When your child hasn't told you that they're actually bullies there. So, and the thing about women as well, because we're going to go into the interview, but I feel like we have such a magnificent sixth sense, even down to when someone's unfaithful, when, when someone isn't going to be a particular good friend or whether you shouldn't go into a particular role our guts are continuously speaking to us and then we have this massive belt baseball bat and we're knocking it away and then hindsight is 2020 and we say i wish i just trusted that inner voice so please tell the audience a bit about yourself and the ethos surrounding your company and just about you yeah yeah absolutely and and so thanks for in, in inviting me this was really great i think this is sort of how social media is supposed to work you kind of establish a connection on social media and and here we are sharing some stuff and, and so uh, i talk about intuitive branding which is sort of the, on the business side and that sort of is what pays the bills but when it comes to intuition uh it it doesn't know the difference between business and personal life so as much as you say, uh, when you look back and say, uh, you know, I should have trusted my gut, you know, I've interviewed over probably 1500 people now for my podcast series and my research. Um, and 100% of the time when it came to relationships, uh, that person knew that that was not the person they should have dated, or that was not the person they should have married, even to the point that they were on the altar, and they were about like putting the wedding ring on or about to, you know, open the doors, see the guests. There, there's something called, we call it a sixth sense, spidey sense. I call it intuitive signals yeah. that tell you that you should back away from a decision or go ahead with that decision. I'll get into the complexity of intuition in a, in a moment. But, you know, my, the way I started this journey is, is, of course, when I look back at when intuition hit me, you know, I remember when I was five years old, there was these video games that my dad wanted to buy, that I wanted my dad to buy. And he said, no. And I distinctly remember this voice saying, Sunil, go door to door to raise money. And that's what I did. I, I took my two-year-old brother in diapers in tow, and uh, we raised $200. $100 went to my dad, and the other $100 went to charity. Uh, now, this is in the 70s. So that 100 bucks was a lot of money back then. I mean, it's still a lot of money today as well. Um, but the reason kind of why I kind of started to dive into intuition was really after you mentioned my first book, Fail Fast, Succeed Faster. And the premise of that book was if you're to re learn the read from the failures of others, then you shouldn't be able, you shouldn't have to go through that same failure again, as long as you learned those lessons. And so you should be able to fail, let others fail for you. And then that way you succeed faster. And then when I used to go on stages around the world talking on my book tour, 
the one question I kept getting asked by entrepreneurs is, Sunil, tell me the one thing that's going to make me successful. And I saying, oh my God, like, you know, I, I, if I came here with a business card with a, uh, you know, Chinese proverb on the back or a PDF, yeah, okay, there's one thing. But I have a 400 page book here. Like, it's not just one thing. This is so complex. Uh, until I went back to the audio recordings. And I went back, when I went back to the audio recordings, 80 to 90% of those who failed in life had said, I should have trusted my gut. I should have trusted my intuition. I knew what the right decision was. Some form of that phrase. And that's when it got me started diving, diving deep into, okay, what is this thing called intuition? And so, as I told you, at five years old, uh, that's what happened. But I remember when I ignored my intuition, there were three things that came up. One was, if you look at me, I'm South Asian. So there's, there's four career doors as a South Asian male. It's doctor, lawyer, engineer, or failure. And because I wanted to be the entrepreneur, I, I was going to take the failure door. And I kept, came under a lot of societal pressure, a lot of pressure from my dad to pick one of those. And I picked door number three, which was engineering. And I absolutely hated it. And so two years into that career, I had an opportunity to become a private investor in a restaurant chain. And pretty soon in one year, I was making five times more in dividends than I was as a full-time engineer. And so I, I quit engineering. Uh, I didn't. I lost my relationship with my dad for a number of years after that, but I was so happy. And the other two times, the one was I, was, I had a really big management contract down in Silicon Valley, um, and it was a huge amount of money that they were going to pay me. And uh, the contract terms started changing. And I just distinctly remember I got these really weird signals to say, you should back away. But I was so enamored with the money yeah. that I made the decision to go down to the States and that company never paid me. And I came back at a time I was about to be married. I lost all my savings and my money set aside for marriage. And I came back with like 23 cents in my bank account. Um, and perhaps the very, the most devastating situation I got into was uh, I was in engineering and I was doing some personal coaching at the time. And uh, a friend of mine reached out to me because she was being stalked at the time. And she goes, Sunil, I really need some advice on how to get rid of the stalker. And my intuition was telling her, again, there's that sort of signal that was coming up saying, meet with her that afternoon. And every time I tried to think not to, because I had a couple of friends convince me to go for beers, every time, every time I was thinking about going for beers with them, I got a really uncomfortable signal saying, no, no, no. Like it was just pushing me towards meeting with her that afternoon. And finally, I just said, okay, do you mind meeting a couple of days later? And like a good friend, she said, sure, I'll meet you a couple of days later. Um, and what ended up happening is the very next day that stalker walked up to her to a bus shelter, at a bus shelter and put a bullet through her forehead. Oh my Lord. So when I think about why did I ignore my intuition and why did I trust it and how, like, how can we make sure that this never happens to me again and others? This was when my second book gut was really born. And so what I did is I said, okay, let's take a look at the science of intuition coming from an engineering background. I've heard about manifestation and coming from the cosmos and sort of the woo-woo nature as, as people would say, woo-woo nature of intuition, but there's gotta be some science behind this. And so uh, when, I when I dove into the scientific literature, 118,000 articles since 1990 on intuition. And when you look at the science of it, your intuition actually acts seven to 10 seconds before you make any decision or take an action. Uh, when you're looking to develop trust, which, which it comes to relationships, you know in 33 milliseconds whether you can start trusting someone. 
then that's the start. And what happens is your intuition starts gathering a lot of information. And we'll talk about the four types of intuition, but your intuition has these four types of intuition. Start working together to say, can I trust this person? And within 14 seconds, between 10 to 14 seconds is when you actually know whether you can exchange something with that company, that employee, with that person, with that relationship, with anybody else. Under 14 seconds is when your intuition is going to give you the green light or the red light. That's how quick it works. And so I talked earlier about these signals. And there's two types of signals. There are positive signals, which are telling you to move ahead with the decision, and a negative signal, which is telling you to back away from that decision. And so some of the unique, and they're very unique because, you know, uh, Khalifa, you and I have, have had very different experiences, uh, you know, you, and so your intuitive signals that are positive and negative are going to be very unique to you as are mine. So for example, my positive signal is a voice. That's my first signal I get. And my first negative signal is I lose my peripheral vision and I get hyper-focused in front and my eyebrows cross. And so, and I've never heard of anybody else talk about those signals after interviewing over 1500 people, some of the more unique ones, one of the, there's a CEO that has now run two multi-million dollar businesses by seeing an omen pop up behind his right shoulder. Wow. Um, and, yeah. And a negative signal, which I had a, uh, an entrepreneur I was interviewing and I mean, nobody asks people, he says, nobody's ever asked me that. Right. And so, yeah, it's not as if, Hey, Khalifa, let's go for a latte. What are your intuitive signals? You're going to say that Sunil guy is a little weird. Mm-hmm. Um, so I started asking him, he said, I don't know what my signals are, but as he started talking about the entrepreneurial ventures he went into for the wrong reasons, mm-hmm. like money, fame, and ego, he kept grabbing his left earlobe and 10 minutes in, he goes, Oh my God, Sunil, I just realized what my negative intuitive signal is. Every single time I make a bad decision, I'm always grabbing my ear, 100%. And so that's how unique these signals are. And so the signal, it's, and so the way that intuition works, it's super, super complex. It's like driving a car. When you hop in a car, you turn on the engine and you hear the engine whir. If it sounds really good, you drive off. Um, but we don't have to be mechanics, right? We don't need to know what's under the hood. We don't need to know the pistons, the gears, the compression ratio. So the way that intuition works is very similar. It has these signals that are positive and negative and you hear the engine, but you don't need to pop open the hood to figure out what intuition the complex components are. But under the hood of intuition are four types of intuition that all work together. And the best way that I can share this story with you of how each one of them works is through a case study of a non-believer. So one of the very first interviewees of mine, he's a really nice guy, John Rothschild, and he was an investment banker. So this guy, investment banking is about spreadsheets and data, and he loves that stuff. So when I phoned him and said, hey, John, I want to interview you on intuition, he says, what the heck are you talking about, <laughs> Sunil? Intuition doesn't exist. Like, are you nuts? Yeah. And, and, and I said, no, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm researching intuition. Uh, you know, I'd like to interview you. And he says, okay, well, you know what? I haven't seen you for a while. Why don't you come down? We'll meet for an hour. We'll talk about this, this thing called intuition for about five minutes and we'll catch up. So anyways, I'm driving down to see John. I'm thinking, oh boy, this is going to be a short interview. And so I turn on the cameras. This is all on camera now. And I'm telling him about the guy who sees omens. And he's just very cordially saying, oh, you know what, Sunil, I'd love to shake this guy's hand, but listen, 
every decision you make is based on your learning and experience. So now we're going to start talking about the four types of intuition. One of the first types of intuition is called experiential intuition. And so when you're born, if you look at your brain like an iceberg, 90%, which is a subconscious, is underwater. Yeah. The 10% above water is your conscious. And that's been sort of, that research has also shown that. And so when you're born, you go through five to 6,000 events per day, and you're older, 28 to 35,000 events per day, believe it or not. Every single piece of learning, both formal and informal, and every single piece of experience, both good and bad, get put into the subconscious area of your brain like a library. So when you make a decision today, your experiential intuition is going to go into that library of billions and billions and billions of data points Mm -hmm. to say whether the decision you make are about to make is the right one Mm -hmm. or not. So when it comes to relationships or being a parent, uh, whatever decision is in a relationship or as a parent, there's a pattern matching part of what happened in relationships that you've been through or you've had others been through that your intuition picks up on to say, whoa, 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 you're about to make a similar bad decision. Mm-hmm. Here's a negative intuitive signal I'm going to sh- tell you to say, that's not a very good decision. Or if it's a, a, something that's worked in a relationship before, uh, like maybe there's someone that you really trust and you want to you develop a closer relationship with. Mm-hmm. Um, then, and in the past, that similar type of person was safe to, for you before. And you've been able to trust that other person in the past and it worked out. Your experiential intuition will send you a positive signal saying, go ahead with that decision. So, and in some cases, your intuition has you go against what we call the data. And so in John's case, he goes, wow, you know, Sunil, that's really interesting because I have something to share that that happened. And I said, well, John, please tell me. So in J- John was in the business of putting franchise locations in. So like, uh, you know, Wimpy's, uh, uh, you know, a, a Nando's, McDonald's, whatever it is. And so for each franchise location, his team would rate it at a scale of 10, looking at demographics, uh, traffic patterns, and development in the area as examples. And there was this one location in Toronto that was really crappy. And his team actually looked at it and it was a five and a half out of 10. And now we're going to get into the second of the two called situational intuition. And we've all had situational intuition where we walk into a situation or room and we kind of go, huh, something's off here. Like we may not say that, but we definitely feel that. And that's your intuition saying there's something here that's off. And so in John's case, he has this piece of paper that says five and a half out of 10. We're not going to put something in. He walks into that area and his situational intuition goes, huh, I think we should put something here. And so he says, now John's paraphrasing half an hour into the interview at like, he started saying the intuition doesn't exist. Now he's saying, but Sunil, we made the decision. Perhaps it was intuition. I'm not sure. Okay, now he's yielding. <laughs> but he's using the word and he says, I went ahead and I went against my team's uh, metrics and I put a location there. And that ended up being something called the beer market, a franchise opportunity, which was the most profitable out of all of the franchises he had under his, his brand. And so now John's starting to get it. Yeah. And at one point, John's purpose changes. He no longer wanted to be an investment banker where he was earning three to $4 million a year. He actually wanted to start from ground zero and start a new business. Yeah. And so now we're going to talk about the third of the four called relational intuition. <laughs> and what relational intuition does is when you're making any type of decision, it's going to look at the people involved in that decision. 
to say, okay, these are the people you can trust. And if you can trust them, you bring them closer in and your intuition will send you a positive signal. Those that you can't trust or who really don't care about your success or they care about extrinsic stuff, your intuition is going to send you a negative signal to push them away. And so in John's case, where he wanted to move from three to $4 million a year as an investment banker to a business owner, an entrepreneur, all the people who are concerned about money, fame, ego, high-end restaurants, private jets, limousines, all of them, not one bothered to ask him why. Instead, all they said was, you're nuts, you're dumb, you're crazy. What are you doing? The only person that Beth ever bothered to care about what he wanted to do was his wife. And his wife simply asked him, John, why do you want to make that decision? And now, John, and now I'm paraphrasing. Again, this is on camera. This is an hour later. He says, Sunil, you can have all the data in the world, but sometimes you have to trust your intuition. And I looked at my wife and I said, this just feels right. And that was his positive intuitive signal. And then the fourth of the four is called creative intuition. And so creative intuition looks at the riskiness of a decision. And so if you're eating sandwich or turning left at the lights, your creative intuition is pretty low. You know, it doesn't take much to do that. But in John's case, you would think that his intuition would hand him a business to operate that has strong cash flows, good revenues, really good balance sheet. Because, you know, that's what he was doing for a living for 25 years is operating with those types of companies, not his intuition. His intuition says, John, here's a tiny bankrupt little restaurant for you. And so his creative intuition, super high, going from very successful to tiny bankrupt little restaurant. And he does. He quits, rolls up his sleeve, starts from ground zero, walks into the tiny bankrupt little restaurant. That restaurant happened to be something called Eastside Mario's location number one. And over the next 20 years, he grew that to $2 billion oh in God. revenues, all because it felt right. And so that's how simple intuition works yeah. because it has these signals, but that's how complex it is because these signals have four types of intuition that gather so much information for you that by the time it, these, these four types of intuition send you a signal um you then there's so much information so then how do you get to a point whereby you start trusting your intuition because like we said earlier there are often times where you look back and you think oh my god i should have trusted my intuition because it gives us the signals how do you get to a point especially when you've let yourself down in the past for example with a job or with an opportunity or with relationships how do you get to the position where you trust yourself yep so there's two two parts to this which is and you're you're, those listening and or watching if this is going to end up on youtube can do this right now what you do is you get a piece of paper and what you do is you put two columns on it you take one piece of paper for the good decisions you made in whatever area, relationships, kids, business, uh, your job, your career, whatever you want. One piece of paper for your, the good decisions you made. And what you want to do is list on the right hand, left-hand column every single decision you made that was the right decision. And then you want to think back to that decision and think about what did it feel like? Because that feeling is a signal. And then you repeat the steps for negative signals. But what you want to be careful with, with negative signals is that what happens with negative signals is that if you make a negative signal, if you get a negative signal and you ignore it, your intuition is going to send you one that's either louder 
or one that you can pay attention to a little bit more. And if you ignore that signal, it's going to send you a louder one or one you can't that you can't ignore uh, any longer. And eventually, it gets to a signal that you have to pay attention to. And I had one girl who I interviewed who was in a relationship, and she actually heard the words "get out." Wow! And she finally let the, let this guy go. But by that time, she was financially devastated. She had ignored her intuition for so long, even though she absolutely remembers the very first time she got that signal, because 100% of the time, as I said before, people know when that other person is uh, someone they can't trust and they can't bring into their lives. And I had another CEO who was at the sitting in the back of an Uber, ignoring his intuitions. He wanted to leave his company. He was at the top of his game, a nine figure mortgage company, success by any stretch of the means. And all of a sudden his intuition just bubbles up the words you're quitting. And he just finally said, it's, that's it. That's the ultimate signal. He goes and he goes to the board and he says, I'm sorry, I'm, I, I'm quitting. I've just lost passion in the business. I'm going. And so he quit. And so that's how loud it gets. So when you're doing your intuitive signals exercise, when you write down a bad decision you made, what you have to ask yourself is, was that the first bad decision I made? Or was that the fourth? What was the decision before that? And what was the decision before that? Because ultimately what you want to get is you want to get every signal that you have starting from the first one to the fourth or fifth or the sixth one. And over time, when you do this exercise, now you have a complete pattern of your positive signals and your negative signals, and you know what they are. And so every decision you make after that will have some type of signal associated with it. And so it's, it's your job is to pay attention to that. So that's the first part. The second part, which is what I do with my intuitive branding services, and this is what I've done before with my coaching services in the personal, on the personal side, which I've taken a bit of a backseat, but I still get referral business from that, which I take on, mm-hmm. is that because there's four types of intuition, you're normally stronger in only one of the four types based on your life and your experiences, your experiences you're learning. And so you're able to pay attention to that first intuitive type. And because it's the strongest, you will recognize those signals easily because they're the first ones. And in fact, when you're doing your exercise of your signals, the, the, the it's probably a high likelihood that you're filtering those signals because of that one intuitive type that you're strongest in. But remember, you've got four intuitive types. That means you're weaker in three of the other intuitive types. So what I do with intuitive branding or with my personal, personal coaching clients is what I say is that, okay, let's figure out what, what two of the four types that you are strongest in. And so once we know that as a baseline, now I know which of the other three types I need to strengthen your intuition in. Because if, I, if you don't do this, what happens is, let's say the, the intuitive type you're strongest in sends you a positive signal. Mm-hmm. Okay. So let's just say, for example, uh, of the four types, you're strongest in experiential intuition. And of the three types, let's say situational intuition and creative intuition also send you a positive signal. But if your relational intuition starts to see something with that other person that doesn't like, and it sends you a negative signal saying, oh, oh, you better watch for this. Because you're weaker in your relational intuition, you're not going to be able to hear that signal. So you've got three. 
how do you how do you develop the, those skills? And so, so that's so what I do is essentially I take a look at again we take a look at the four types, figure out what's the one that you're strongest in. Then we'll take a look at the other three types. We'll look at pattern matching with taking situations with those other three types and then looking at the associated signals with those. And then the next thing is we is that we use that as a blueprint for every decision you make. So every decision you make uses the four types of intuition and each of the associated signals with each one of those types to make a well-balanced decision. And so that way there's no emotion in the, involved. There's no over-analyzing involved. It's well-balanced. And, and it takes some time initially, of course, but over time, you're able to cycle through that very quickly. So I'm able to look at all four angles very quickly because I've done it for so long. Uh, and, and initially, I get people to step away, get into an environment that they, they can cut out the noise and think about each one of those four types of intuition in that decision you're about to make or for that person or for your kids. Uh, and that way, all four types of intuition have some information about that decision with a signal attached to it, telling you to go ahead with that decision or not. So it sounds like a lot of work, but remember your intuition acts in a split second. So these signals are going to get, like you say, okay, what does my relational intuition tell me about that person? Boom, you'll get a signal. What does my situational intuition tell me about that, uh, that situation with that person? Boom, you get a signal. So very quickly, you get four signals of that. They've got to be four out of four in terms of green. And if you get one that's red, which is a negative signal, you have to ask why. So do I need more information? Do I need to talk to someone? What is it that's going to make this red signal green, if at all? And if I do the due diligence and it still doesn't turn green, I got to back away because whatever that signal is, that person is dangerous. That situation is not good for me. I need to back away. And if I don't, I now start making one bad decision after another. And then, you know, it could be that you're just stubbing your toe on a, uh, you know, on, on the side of a door, or you could be headed towards bankruptcy. Like you don't know how bad those decisions are. As we as parents, how can we teach our children um, intuition? And this, uh, I do this all the time. And so, um, you know, with my my two girls, the one thing I, I've taught them is like I, telling them, how did it feel in that situation? And so, for example, they've talked about bullying incidents and say, uh, you know, dad, um, like, well, again, it's pattern matching going back into the back uh, in the past. And I'll take my girls aside and say, when has something somebody uh, told you uh, that you got something that something didn't feel right? Yeah. And both of them have said there were bullying incidences where they saw behavior from another person that they didn't like towards somebody else. And they said, I think and they are our family values are quite strong in that if you if you see somebody mistreating somebody else, you got to be cautious about that person, uh, even though they may be your best friend or what have you, you just don't know what's going to happen. And so they've taken that education and they saw that bullying incident and they both moved away from those people. So it's just, just them recognizing um, what those that that feeling is that sells them to move ahead or not. Um, and, um, you know, so for my my oldest daughter, uh, you know, and then also the other thing we teach my kids is living with purpose. So when you live your life with a certain type of purpose, like what I'm doing with, with intuitionology and what I'm doing with intuitive branding is really changing the lives of people and businesses to make it better for them, which is a wholesome purpose, which is the ultimate purpose that I have. And so for my, my oldest, who's an artist, you can, yeah, for those who are seeing, there's two paintings behind me. She's an artist. She's been an artist since she was four. And back in 2012, she, uh, she saw these artists with no arms and she goes, Oh my God, dad, like I gotta, I gotta do something for these people. And so 
uh, you know, and I don't, I don't use the formal term of this has to come from your intuition. I mean, they're kids. So I say, well, it has to come from you. This has to be driven by you yeah. and what, what you want to do. And six months later, she says, dad, I'm ready. And I said, okay, what's your idea? And she says, I'm going to sell my paintings. I'm going to raise money to have pop-up events. Uh, and it's where those with disabilities and illnesses can come to paint for free so that they can express uh-huh. themselves and feel normal. And to date, she's raised in two years, she's raised over, over $30,000. Where can people find you on social media to learn more about intuition? If you want to find out what I'm up to, you can go to sunilgazi.com where I've got various links to my podcast show, my books, and lots of content on intuitive branding that leverages the power of intuition to create that trust element we were talking about, where I help businesses leverage that trust to make sure that they create a trusted brand, which has them eliminate their competition in under 14 seconds. I'm also on all the usual social media channels, LinkedIn, Twitter, uh, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. So you can always connect with me there and shoot me a DM or contact me if you want to find out more about what I'm up to or if you have any questions. I'm great.